Hello and welcome to The Bible Speaks. This is where we learn wisdom for today from the stories of the Bible. My name is Supreme and today we'll be discussing another segment of Proverbs chapter 1. We'll call this episode Avoid This Path. <laughs> you see why as we go along. And it runs from verse 8 to verse 19. Uh, I believe that these words are just words from King Solomon to his son. But these are words of wisdom from our Heavenly Father to us, his children. And that's why I'm taking these words deeply to heart. And I, I pray that you'll see the lessons therein and they will do you good. So let's get right into it. We'll be starting from verse 8, like I said before. Um, and it says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction and don't reject your mother's teaching. Now, when you read this, it, it looks like Solomon advising his son and telling him to listen to his parents' teaching and his parents' instruction, which is the wish of every parent anyway. I mean, every parent wants their children to listen to them, to obey their words, to obey their instructions, to obey their, their teachings. Even the Bible says to honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long on earth. If, I mean, that's the first commandment with a promise. We see that in Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3. But back to what Solomon was saying here, I, I would like us to know that, you know, when he says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and don't reject your mother's teaching, it's a no-brainer that this is the parent's job to teach their children in the way that they should go. Okay, let's just establish that. Now, um, parents are the first source of wisdom for children. Parents shouldn't relegate this responsibility or farm it out to, to other people. It, this is their job. This is the first job that they have to do with their children. And, I mean, children will learn wisdom from their parents by what they see them do and what they hear them say. But it's, it's sad that these days, you know, as early as um, two, two years, I think I'm even being kind when I say two years, but some parents just you know push out these children and before you know it somebody else is taking care of the children as early as primary school some parents are sending children to a boarding a boarding house which doesn't make sense that's just i don't understand it how you send a child in primary school to a boarding house but i mean that's not what we're here to talk about today right we're talking about obeying the children's instruction but i mean if your child is not with you at home if you are not teaching this child values in the home then there's no way for the child to understand instructions that you want this child to know you are giving your responsibility to somebody else to do okay i think i'll just leave it there i'll leave it there <laughs> okay because my next point is that not all parents are of the best conduct right but solomon is not addressing those parents those in quote irresponsible parents he's not addressing them here because even the, the child, the newborn child, wouldn't know that he's just coming. I mean, he wouldn't know that the parent is not of the best conduct. He wouldn't know to, to sift the, the commands that are coming through from the parents. Because, I mean, that child is a tabula rasa. But what Solomon is saying here is in the best case scenario, right? Parents are the first form, the first contact that the child has with instruction and with teaching. And so the children are being commanded to obey their parents, which is not a bad thing, all things being good and fine. Okay? So children really have no choice in this in this whole matter. <laughs> they don't have a choice but to follow the instructions of the parents and not to reject the teachings of, of their mother. Alright. 
And these commandments that Solomon gave, it, it's not just the blessing that we're seeing that um, Ephesians talks about. This particular instruction that Solomon gave comes with its own blessing. And we'll see that in the next verse. It says, For there will, they will be a garland of grace on your head, an ornament on your head, and a gold chain around your neck. Okay, so if the son should listen to his mother and father, then it will be evident in his life. It will be evident in the grace that he exhibits, uh, that he exhibits, and it will be evident like a shining gold chain around his neck. It, it will not be hidden. Okay, and I should point out something that the gold chain is not one of bondage, please. It's an ornament of beauty, of beautification. That's what obedience to the parents' instruction. And remember, I was talking about wisdom, so we can say that even the wisdom that the child learns from the parents is an ornament of beautification on that child. It will be, it will be clearly seen. And this, this verse, when I read it, it reminded me of when I worked as a tour guide. Yeah, I worked as a tour guide back in 2018, and there was this one time I had two guests who I, I took to different places around town. And soon, when we were in the car returning to their hotel we started talking about politics education and some other general issues and one of the guests who i think he was in his 60s he said to me he said when 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 that's when after after answering everything after giving him i mean my thoughts sharing my thoughts with him about the the whole situation he said something he said you've got a really good head on you and your, your mom really did a great job that was what he said. Your mom really did a great job. And at that very moment, I felt so proud of my mom. Not even myself. I felt so proud about my mom. Her teachings had made a garland of grace on my head, right? An ornament of grace on my head that this man had seen this. Well, I don't want to call him a total stranger. But yeah, he was a total stranger. He had never met my mom. He didn't know me until we met, you know, me being his tour, tour guide, right? I mean, of course, my dad. Yeah, but he just mentioned my mom. Okay so that I don't give all the glory to one party. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, their teachings had made a gallant, gallant of grace on my head and a gold chain around my neck. But, of course, my parents weren't there. Okay, but I was, and I was the one receiving, you know, these accolades on their behalf. So, when parents raise their children well, of course, it, it shines forth for even strangers to see. But enough of that. Let's let's move to the next verse because, I mean, I think we still have like a long way to go. Let's move to the next verse and get into the crux of this matter. All right. And it's in this next verses that you will see the, the path that you should actually avoid. Remember, the title of this episode is Avoid This Path. So we're going to see the path that we should actually avoid. All right. Uh, uh, these are the instructions that Solomon gave to his son. He has begun with the premise of telling the son not to reject the, the the instruction or the teachings of his mother, of his parents in general. But it is as relevant now as it was back then. So please, let's follow this closely because it's not just Solomon speaking to his son. It is God speaking to us. All right, so let's read from verse 10 to um, 14. It says, my son, if sinners entice you, don't be persuaded. 11. If they say, come with us, let's set an ambush and kill someone. Let's attack some innocent person just for fun. Let's swallow them alive like Sheol, still healthy as they go down to the pit. We'll find all kinds of valuable property and fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot with us and we'll all share our money. Now, I want to point out that Solomon wasn't delusional. 
as to the kind of people that existed. He wasn't naive. He didn't want his son to be naive as well. And we shouldn't be naive people. We, we should be aware that there are terrible people out there. Just as we shouldn't be ignorant of the devices of the devil, we should also know that people can be devices too, as we are seeing here, right? I'm not saying that you should make these people the center of your knowledge or of your entire existence. Just be aware and know that they exist. That's a lesson that we should know because here you see Solomon telling his son, my son, if sinners entice you, don't be persuaded. And he didn't just stop there. He started breaking down the kind of things that these people could actually see to entice you. It's enticing when, I mean, you are told that you are going to find all kinds of valuable property when you ambush people. And when you are told that you will make money very quickly when you when you ambush people or when you lay in wait for them and you 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 attack innocent people it's not always about violence and i would i would break that down and, and solomon did not just inform his son that they existed he told them what to do if they enticed him he told he told him do not be persuaded now i want to paint a picture okay of of seeing an ambush for some setting an ambush for someone and finding valuable property to fill your house with, with plunder okay it's not always about guns and violence like i said before i want to paint a picture so uh, from time to time i dabbled into cryptocurrency trading cryptocurrency and i got to know that some people create two different groups on telegram because i mean telegram is a huge space uh, for for groups and all that people meeting so what they do is they tell one group let's say group a to buy a particular cryptocurrency on monday then they tell the second group to buy that same coin on tuesday right so this way what what happens is when the second group buys that coin the price shoots up the price immediately shoots up then immediately they tell the first group group a to sell off that's the first group that bought they tell them to sell off when group a sells off the price of that coin drops swiftly like it goes down even below far below what group b bought for what has happened is that they have used group a to ambush the people in group b that's what just happened so group b the people in group b have lost their money in some cases they may get it back later maybe when that coin rises but if it's a coin that you know it doesn't have any potential or anything i'm sorry those people have lost their money and the funny thing is that many times the people in group a are very much aware of what they are doing they are aware of this whole plan they are aware that hundreds of thousands of people in the other group are actually losing money but they still subscribe to it so yeah that's a that's a way of ambushing people right that's a way of ambushing people the second group was ambushed now every day we are enticed by sinners in different ways it's maybe to make gain at the expense of others like i just explained or maybe to just belong to a group with um, promised power or a social status whatever form this may come to you please do not be persuaded please do not be persuaded and if we read further down we see that um, um, solomon explained further in in verse 15 and 16 he said my son don't travel that road with them it's a road you don't want to get into and he says or set foot on their path 16 then says because their feet run toward trouble and they hurry to commit murder 
Now, sometimes the enticement of sinners may come as some sort of wisdom, especially when you are in a dire need of something. It could be money, yeah, it could be a job or whatever it is. Okay, and someone is presenting a way out. You you will definitely give them a listening ear, right? And it may not it may not be as blatant as this chapter puts it. It may not be that they will tell you that you're going to be killing somebody or you're going to be ambushing people and stealing their money or their property. It may not be as blatant as that, but whatever is said, whatever they say to you, whatever these sinners say to you, we should remember the the three three attributes that we mentioned in in um, the previous segment that's in the previous episode where we talked about the three pronged test um that's not what i called it there but that's what i'm calling it now the three pronged test and i'll tell you what it is now right it's the three attributes of wisdom that was mentioned before the three attributes of mentioned that we mentioned in the last episode from verse one proverbs chapter one verse one okay so what you should think about is what this person is saying what this person is proposing to me is it righteous is it just does it have integrity you ask yourself these three questions if what the person is saying is unclear and you are not sure if you are being enticed by a sinner then check their words against these three attributes and you have your answer and if your answer is no please do not set foot in their path okay do not set foot in their path Okay, before we go forward, I would also like to say that verse 15 of this chapter kind of reminds me of Psalms 1. Psalms 1 that says, um, how happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path of sinners or join a group of mockers. All right, happy is that man. Happy is that man. When you read down, you see why he says happy that man. You see how destructive that path is. Right, so we really don't want to be on this path and when we go to verse 16 that says because their feet run toward trouble and they hurry to commit murder verse 16 also reminds me of another verse which is um, isaiah chapter 59 verse 7 it says their feet run after evil and they rush to shed innocent blood their thoughts are sinful thoughts ruin and wretchedness are in their paths you can imagine why would i want to be on such a path that leads to ruin and wretchedness I wouldn't want to it doesn't make any sense right but that's the path of sinners and that's why we must not be enticed by them we should remain on the right path of wisdom and heed the instructions of our of our heavenly father and i i think that the very next verse drives the point home the next group of verses right now i'll read verse 17 and verse 18 it says it is foolish to spread a net where any bed can see it but they set an ambush to kill themselves they attack their own lives now this is fascinating to me okay <laughs> i felt like this was a very hard blow very hard one and i'll explain why now so what this place is saying is that normally it is foolish for somebody to set a trap while a bird is watching you or while the bird will even see where you set that trap or where you set that net you can't you can't catch that bird as long as the bird saw the net you can't catch that bird or i mean it doesn't make sense right your work would be futile that's a bird and i know that they are smart birds but in the grand grand scheme of things um, humans are by far smarter so you can imagine that if a bird will see a trap and avoid it then why should a human being who is presumably smart set an ambush for himself and fall into it to his own death why why would you why would why should a human being who is 
thought to be smart attack himself right something that even the less smarter birds wouldn't do and it's fascinating to me it, it tells you the depth of foolishness it tells you how how deadly foolishness can be like you feel like you're very smart right you're setting a trap for other people but at the end you're only catching yourself and the next verse answers this question for us uh, it says it says such are the paths of all who make profit dishonestly it takes the lives of those who receive it that's what it says it says such is their path they, they can't escape it it doesn't matter how long it takes them to get there they will surely get what's coming that's why you should avoid their path you who knows wisdom who fears the lord you should avoid their path this is wisdom some of us think wisdom is you know cutting corners and uh, making money you know and outsmarting other people that i'm sorry that's that's not wisdom true wisdom is actually in the confines of god's righteousness in the confines of god's justice in the confines of integrity that's where true wisdom lies okay avoid their path clear road like we say in nigeria clear road leave them alone okay give them space their dishonest gain will take their lives their foolishness will get the best of them all right i don't know if you should have seen how dangerous foolishness can be now now i think it's time for us to see jesus in this entire story because i mean we've come to the end of um proverbs chapter one and like i said before we're going to be seeing jesus in each of these um, segments that we read we'll be seeing jesus christ in them so in this particular segment that we have read how do we see jesus where do we see jesus in this story and for me the place that comes to mind is that in in the previous episode we talked about how jesus was so young yet he loved wisdom and we talked about how you you are never too young to actually chase wisdom and jesus showed it when he stayed back uh, in jerusalem while his parents had traveled for a couple of days and he had been in, uh, he had been introduced to wisdom by his parents okay now read this place that's what came to mind that i mean for jesus to have had interest in wisdom then he had been introduced to the word of god he had been introduced to the scrolls by his parents he had been introduced to wisdom by his parents all right i'm not here to argue about mary's mothering skills and how you know she forgot her son for for a couple of days and traveled that's not what i want to talk about right now okay and I, I i get that some people may feel that way i have thought that too but that's not the issue for today the issue for today is that we're looking at two parents who were able to instill a discipline in a child and he obeyed it he did not reject it he obeyed these teachings and i feel like god was intentional about his choice of parents for the baby jesus he knew he knew that the responsibility of parenting it was going to be it was going to be a lot and he knew what it would take he didn't want parents that would throw out his plan so he specifically sought out the combination of mary and joseph and he placed him in their care because they would steward the child well he knew and we can see that by by the wisdom that jesus christ exhibited at that young age and jesus is proof that the job of you know instructing and teaching a child is is no joke at all it, it isn't they must have taught him about his heavenly father so much that when he grew to this point he he instead of him going home with them from the holy city after the the normal feast the hunger for god's word and god's wisdom had filled him to, to a level that 
when his mother even reprimanded him for staying back he reminded her about his father's business and and this says something to me that see if you're a parent you don't own that child i'm sorry you actually don't own the child your job is to be a caretaker of of that child right be a caretaker for for god because it's god's wisdom that you will need to raise that child in the first place it's not your wisdom the child i'm sorry biologically speaking yes it used your your genes and your reproductive organs and all that but it was god who gave so be an amazing parent but don't hold on too tight jesus had to remind his mother that there was more to that visit to the to the holy city than the feast that he came for and you know as parents you should know what the lord has said about your child and when they begin to exhibit um, exhibit the instruction and the teachings that you have planted in in them and the path that god has chosen for them please know where to draw the line know where to draw the line and allow them to express their god-given assignment okay so that's it for today folks thank you for listening i hope that this has blessed you I'm always glad for the opportunity to share with you and I hope that you will allow God to do his work in your heart with these words that you've heard. And I pray that we will gladly welcome the wisdom of God and know when we are being enticed by sinners so that we can resist them in Jesus' name. Amen. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, yay, you're welcome. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and please click on the bell so that you get notifications of new episodes as they are uploaded. Uh, you can find the podcast everywhere. I don't know where you're listening from right now, but you can find it on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast, just search for The Bible Speaks. You probably are listening with a link, and that's why I'm saying this. So, yeah. <laughs> and for my repeat listeners, my subscribers, my amazing listeners, thank you so much for listening and for sharing. I really appreciate you. By the way, so I just found out that we crossed a hundred listeners and I'm pumped. I'm so grateful for this privilege. I do not take it for granted. It's not just about the numbers. It's just that, I mean, for for a hundred, for over a hundred times, actually, um, people have clicked play to to just hear what the Bible is saying, what God is saying through me. It's It's a privilege, seriously, and I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you for the trust. Thank you. Uh, if you have comments, if you have fe- feedback or questions, please share them with me via email at hellobiblespeaks at gmail.com or send a voice message by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Bible speaks forward slash message. All the links are in the description. I remain supreme. Thank you so much and God bless.